Hello and welcome to Viva Pod Vegas. Oh, thank you very much for listening. This is episode 14, Fun and Acapulco from 1963. I'm Mike Manzi. And I'm Joey Lewandowski. And Mike, we have to start off with a moment of silence, a moment of sadness, passing of Lisa Marie Presley. Yes. Another sad. It's a bummer. Very bummer. I was also, you know, it, it also ties into our, not our founder. Our namesake, because Cage was married to her for a while, right? Yeah, so. that, that's right. I had uh, not like forgot about that, but that was buried so deep yeah. that uh, I was like, oh, right, they were married. Because I was like, Nicholas Cage makes, oh, right. I was like, why is he giving a statement? Oh, right, because, for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. And then, you know, we, we will check on her later. But Riley right. Keough finally posted a thing on Instagram, like just like with the heart of a picture of her and her mom. And Very oh, boy. sudden. Who oh, boy. Seemed. Very sudden. But in in better news and happier news, Mike, we have an email. Oh, excellent. Love the emails. We have an email address, either king at cageclub.me, or if you just want to email in mailbag at cageclub.me. This is from Martin Algie, subject line, Viva Pod Vegas. Just writing to let you know I'm enjoying your podcast. I've been an Elvis fan since I was 14 and know the movies well, some better than others. We're lucky to mm. have them, and it's about time there's a podcast that takes them seriously. I enjoy the interaction between you. Keep it up, Martin. Well, thank you, Martin. Oh, thank you very much, Martin. Oh, thank you very much. Did you say that intentionally or no? No, uh, uh, that's why I reset it so I could say it properly. Cool. Perfect. So. Very, very cool. Well, thank you, Martin, for for writing in, for listening. Yeah. There's a lot of people who listen. To, like This is a more popular podcast than most of their shows that you or I do. And so mm-hmm. it, there's got to be people out there who listen. If you want to write in just a short little note, yeah. mailbag or king at gageclub.me, please and thank you. Yeah. As a uh, growing Elvis fan, it's always great to hear from other Elvis fans. Yes. All right. Now we got to get into Fun in Acapulco from 1963. Mike, this is the second and final movie from that year that he did. It happened at the World's Fair. And then this one, we are going to enter into a year of three movies. Whoa. Next year, Kissing Cousins, Viva Las Vegas, finally, and Roustabout. (laughs) Is this where Kevin Feige got his plans from? He looked back and saw Elvis. If we see Elvis does 22 movies in 10 years, we're going to do... Does yes. that make him the colonel of the MCU? I need, I, I would like you to be the Ant-Man. We are going to have a lot we of talk about the Elvis, the or about the colonel today. <laughs> don't you worry. As you know, and as you reasons you don't know, a uh, lot of colonel talk today. Just get cool. ready for it. Cool, cool, cool. I saw he was like some kind of special executive producer on the project, so. I think he probably is a special producer on, on most every, on everything yeah. yeah um this is available apparently on pluto i know that we've said before that you and i both own all the dvds which are largely now out of print um but mm-hmm. if you want to watch this with ads on pluto supposedly yeah. so cool fun in acapulco a yacht owner's spoiled daughter gets i'm gonna, I'm gonna wait, say i'm gonna wait, say what that's the start of the plot summary yeah it's not like elvis is in acapulco well no the, the letterbox one that, okay. we'll get there in a second i'm gonna i'm gonna omit something gets elvis fired mm-hmm. but a boy helps him get a job as a singer at acapulco hilton etc this is a terrible description Horrible. there's literally etc in there he upsets the lifeguard by taking his girl and three daily work hours he's also seeing a woman bullfighter that's a terrible summary Wow. I mean, it's accurate, but it's terrible. No, no mention of Margarita, of uh, Dolores. Well, of the, the woman bullfighter is, is Dolores. We yeah. have that. Yeah. Okay. So the letterbox one begins, and I know this is another another reason why you love this movie. Mike works on a boat in Acapulco. The <laughs> yes. second movie in a row named Mike. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And that the was second shocking. of like three in a row that he works on a boat. Unbelievable. Mike the sail. I should have been in the Navy, apparently. 
Um, yeah, no, that was, that was, that was, uh, that was revelation one in this movie. So like immediately I'm on board, obviously. Uh, but I think I said last time, he doesn't strike me as a mic. I'm getting more used to it though. For sure. Well, I mean, two movies in a row with a mic. He's, he's, he likes the name. I guess so. Okay. So Is this the same? No, it's not the same character, but. <laughs> Whoa, hold on. Can you imagine if they're like, okay, he was in Seattle Things didn't go well. No, he was Mike Edwards before. Now he's Mike right. Windgren. Oh, come on. But, so he went but, from boats to planes back to boats. But he, we find out he's in hiding. It's funny he didn't change his name. We'll get there. Oh, boy. That is... Okay. okay. Taglines for this movie. There are two on IMDb, but there's one of the posters that I pulled as a third one. So, okay. Mm. Unlike recent ones where we've only had one, here's the tagline to this movie. Don't know what this first one means. Elvis never had it like this. Never had what like Don't this? Don't know. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> number okay. two better come with elvis to fabulous acapulco okay not great right, not great mm -mm. third one not officially listed on imdb but from the poster and this is the classic what we've seen over and over again go with elvis dot 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 to the fun place dot 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 mm. the one place dot 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 acapulco what dude was this what is going on with Acapulco that it's like this hot spot and every? I mean, this feels like an ad, the whole movie for the Hilton in Acapulco. Um, so I'm shocked that there's nothing like about like come to this luxurious, like watch Elvis sing at the Hilton at Acapulco mm -hmm. on screen. Mm -hmm. So strange. Mm -hmm. Or just something simple like Acapulco is where you want to go go with Elvis. I don't think they were good at things back then. Well, they sucked at advertising. Isn't like, that like most of what movie making is though? Well, now it's like they say it's the same as the budget of production. Yes, you take that correct. and then mm -hmm. you also spend that on ads. Correct. So, but again, like trailers over the last few years have degraded into like spoiler territory and shit. So like, you know, people always sucked at selling I movies. Wonder, I, is there a trailer for this movie? I mean, that's a good question. I would like to watch all the trailers one day. Ooh, Fun in Acapulco 1963 trailer. We'll watch it later. Let's see how it's three minutes long. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Yeah. This movie's not long for a three minute trailer. It's a lot of, I'm sure that they're just like songs. Who knows? Okay. Mm hmm. <laughs> Cast for this movie Elvis is Mike Wingren. Mike again. Your girl from Dr. No, Ursula Andres yeah. as Margarita Dauphin. Very cool. I did not know uh, Elvis was with a Bond girl. So, okay. So here's what happens seemingly every single time. Side, before I get there, side thing number one, Ursula Andres spoke about how tame the bikinis were. Hmm. She reported, and then, so she wanted, I guess, to show more skin, oh, okay, whatever. Okay. Uh, Elvis, though, reportedly so intimidated by her physique that he didn't want to be filmed with his shirt on, with without mm. his shirt on. He was like, mm. she's in such good shape. Mm -hmm. I am just Elvis. Oh, come on, E. Hey, man. Okay. Thought, this is also 60 years later. Who knows if any of this is true, but that's... Okay. I thought maybe you didn't want to be, like, aroused by her on screen. So here's... A, so, okay. <laughs> so initially, she was aloof with Elvis, having read and believed some scandalous stories, but they got to like each other while they filmed, and they were linked in gossip columns as being an item, even though they weren't. Okay. Because at this time, Elvis was hoping to be reunited with Priscilla, and was so nervous about succumbing to Ursula Andres's charms mm. that he instructed his entourage to never leave him alone with her. Wow. 
That's like, funny. <laughs> this woman is beautiful and yeah, talented, I can't and myself. I'm going to fall in love with her. <laughs> Don't let me do that. I wow. need to get back with Priscilla. Good on E. Wow. What a nice guy. Meanwhile, okay. Elsa Cardenas as Dolores Gomez, who's yes. also in James Dean's Giants. Oh, interesting. I don't know what role, but she's just, that's one of her credits. She claims she and Elvis had an affair during okay. the film of this movie. All right. So I'm just like, okay. Mm-hmm. So we have on the one hand, again, I believe, I believe the women, I believe that whatever, but on the one hand, you have Ursula Andres, who Elvis is like, so re- again, reportedly, mm-hmm. don't leave me alone with her. I'm going to fall in love with her. I want to get back with Priscilla. And Priscilla's my number one. And then this other one was just like, oh, yeah, but we banged around. It's just like, mm, mm. did you? Mm. Scandal, scandal. There is a funny thing on this woman's wiki, though. She claimed to have had a love affair with Elvis Presley during the filming of Fun in Acapulco, period. Okay. Next sentence. She later married Guy Patton. What? I don't know who Guy Patton is, but I feel bad for Guy Patton that, you know. Uh, that, that comes right after. Yeah. <laughs> she claimed she had an affair with Elvis. She married this other guy who doesn't even have a wiki page. She's <laughs> poor dude. I mean, she's beautiful, so good good job, good on you, Guy Patton. But at the same time, sorry, Guy Patton, you're an afterthought in, in, a, in a Wikipedia entry. Weird, weird. We have Paul Lucas as Maximilian Dauphin, the chef. Oh, okay, yeah. Dude, talk about foodie films. This is a big one. Seriously. He <laughs> won an Oscar for Best Actor, and he won the first Golden Globe for Best Actor in Watch on the Rhine in 1943. So he created a role for this production huh. on Broadway, and then they made a movie about it, and he won a bunch of awards. So shout out to this guy, Paul Lucas. Cool. Good for him. Larry Domison as Raul the Kid, which we'll talk a lot Great about Raul. Kid. No background there. Alejandro Ray as Moreno, the other diver, oh no background God. there. Marino. Robert Caracart as Jose Garcia, don't know who that is, no background there. Terry Hope as Janie Harkins, who's the daughter, the bratty daughter on the boat. Yeah, who vanishes from the movie. I thought for sure they were going to be back at some point. She'll be back in our oh. third movie from now in Roustabout. She returns in Roustabout. Oh, as an actor. Or the same character? I have no idea. That'd be <laughs> awesome. But uh, the only like other thing of note on her wiki was that she was Playboy's Playmate of the Month in September 1958. Oh, really? So okay, I was like, so oh, okay. You have a Bond girl and a Playmate hmm? in the same movie. Because when she shows up, I'm like, is that? I'm like, that's and, not Ursula Andress. I'm like, is it just a beautiful blonde woman? Yeah. And then Elvis is like, you're like 14. I hope Elvis does a secret agent film. I hope I hope that's one of his movies where he plays a spy. That'd be that, good. That'd be amazing. So she was a she was a plain uh, she was a centerfold in 1958. This is 63, mm. so she's probably at 23, 24. But he's just like you're a kid, and he's like you're not not really. I mean, yeah, she's playing a kid. Maybe there. Maybe if you knew who she was, that was like the joke about her role. Is like Elvis is like denying um, like a Playboy playmate. Mm-hmm. You know, like there is Red West who plays a poolside guest. I don't know who this guy is. He was an actor, stuntman and songwriter, but he's best known for being a close confidant and bodyguard for Elvis. Oh, okay. Later Elvis fired him and then he wrote a controversial Elvis colon. What happened? <laughs> a book in which he exposed the singer's dangerous drug dependence in an attempt to save him. So apparently people were just like so this guy is like a deranged ex-employee, but he wrote a book about it. So if you want some like weird, maybe not true stuff about Elvis, go check out oh, Elvis, Coleman. What happened? Put it on the list. It might be an episode one day. Probably not. We, I mean, we did an episode on the unauthorized Keanu Reeves biography, which was still yeah. the craziest thing I might have ever watched. <laughs> That's what I mean. The only, oh, there's actually two other things. Um, Tony Tarrant, T-E-R-R-A-N, was a trumpet player in the band. He was part of the Wrecking Crew in L.A. You know, that group oh. of the session musicians in L.A. that did, like, music for, Ton- like... Tons of background music, right? So like he's one of those guys. Musician. Cool. The only other person of note, and I don't know where she is because she's only an extra, and she would be an extra in four Elvis movies, is Terry Garr from... Get out of here. Francis Ford Coppola. Heard of him. The Conversation, of One from the Heart. But she's also, of course, in Young Frankenstein and Close Encounters, and she got an Oscar nom for Tootsie. 
and she was in Mr. Mom and After Hours. So Terry Garr is somewhere in this movie. She's an extra in four more, so five total Elvis movies. I wonder if she's like the friend of the people that you know how like her that girl had a friend with her. They were like, I feel like there was an extra anyway. Oh, you I, mean like in the in the restaurant, like the, yeah. the daughter when yeah. when the dad's like, You're fired. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, if you know out there, let us know. So that's all the cast. There's some, you know, some some sizable names, of course, Ursula Andres and Terry Gar and stuff like that. So the wiki for this movie is not very long. Okay. The wiki for the soundtrack is so long. <laughs> So here's here's some crazy stuff. Okay. So the soundtrack peaks at number three in the Billboard Top Pop Albums charts. Good soundtrack. Elvis apparently loved doing this soundtrack because it was different mm-hmm. and it was inspired and it had the inspiration from the brass arrangements by like the Herb Alpert Tijuana Brass, like that influence. Yeah. And apparently, according to the wiki, he was engaged with the material with a greater enthusiasm than other recent soundtracks. Well, He's like, hey, this is something new, this is something different. He's singing a lot of Spanish in this movie. Yeah, yeah. He probably loved so doing it. You can feel it when you listen to these songs. I was like, whoa, like, um, I'm into these because I feel the energy coming from Elvis. Plus, I love mariachi music and mm-hmm. I love this stuff. So, like, to hear Elvis sing in this fashion yeah. was just, like, amazing. So, I mean, this is like a concept album, almost. What is, what's crazy to me is that... For the first time in a while, it feels like these were not like Colonel Tom Parker being like, here's 80 songs, pick 10. It feels uh-huh. like, to a certain extent at least, pick songs for this movie, right? right? Right. So it's, again, once again on Spotify, there were two extra songs on the soundtrack yeah. that aren't in the movie, Love Me Today and Slowly But Surely. I'm like, that's weird. Okay. So here's crazy background thing number one. This is a Colonel Tom Parker thing. Okay, because I have a crazy background theory. Okay. Do you, you, before I say anything else, what's your crazy background theory? Because you've been, you've been sort of touting this to me off mic. What's your theory okay. about this movie? So watching this movie, yeah. I'm like, they're in Acapulco, clearly. Like, they went to Acapulco, okay? Mm-hmm. But Elvis, he's not leaving the country. Well, so I think... Okay, but keep going, keep going. All the wide shots that you see of Elvis is an Elvis. Correct. It's a stunt double. That's correct. Because Elvis wasn't mm-hmm. there. And yes. every time they cut in, you cut the Elvis. On a soundstage, so, yep. Yep, mm-hmm. and it's as... Well matched as you could ever imagine. It looks better than James Bond movies, just keeping with that reference, like when he's in a car and stuff or jumping out of a plane. It, it just blew my mind that they went through that much effort to make this movie where they're like, we need an Elvis double and it mat- and it matches almost perfectly. And it just like, I couldn't believe it. So I Googled and I couldn't get a fair answer, but I think for a while you didn't need a passport to go to Mexico. Okay. Okay. Because I know that like in No Country for Old Men, mm-hmm. Josh Brolin like is coming and going and like that's in like the 70s maybe or something, right? Yeah. So like I think at this time he could have just gone down there. He didn't. But there's there's a reason why he didn't. It has nothing to do with Colonel Tom Parker. Okay. We'll get to that in a second. I cannot leave the country. But we are not the same in that regard. But your theory is right. All the wide shots are not him. They're all stunt double and all the close-ups are him in LA on a soundstage. That is mind-blowing. No, but that's if, if that's blowing your mind, just get ready. Just buckle in. Okay, here we go. Well, this is not the crazy part yet. So Colonel Tom Parker says to RCA Victor, we're not doing a soundtrack. What? He's like, it's a downsized market. We just did a 10 track. It happened at the World's Fair. It was too small. People didn't like it. We're not doing it. We're done. We're not doing it. What? So he writes this letter to like the, the president of the CEO of RCA Victor. He's just like, we're not doing it. He's like, there's also too much pressure on your RCA record club. And like, this is going to get dumped off there. And like, I just don't like what, whatever you're doing. I don't like this. This, this doesn't work for us. This is not, this is not what we want to do. Hmm. What kind of negotiating tactic is this? He eventually gave in, but decided on making it a quote, good value album, which is why there's two extra songs in there. Just like, Hey, not only is it the songs oh. in the movie, but there's other Elvis songs on there too. So if you like love the movie, 
you really want to buy the soundtrack because it has the songs from the movie, but also it's got these extra songs that can't right. be anywhere else. That's smart. So then that idea, the Good Value album, they would do that for the rest of his career. Oh. And so that's a main reason why, starting at this point, he basically doesn't do non-soundtrack albums. Like he he doesn't do one Weird. for three years. Whoa. Because like all the extra songs he's writing, instead of putting on like another album, They're, they just go on soundtracks. Oh, wow. And they probably have nothing to do with the movie and like... That's crazy. Like, so, did you like, listen to Love Me Tonight yeah. and Slave Show? Are they good? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean... Uh, they're, like, on par? They're so about the same? What's weird is I listened to the soundtrack this time before watching the movie, okay. and I noticed they were missing. You mm -hmm. know, I was like, where's this song? Where's that song? Uh, one of them is pretty slow, if I remember correctly. Okay. So it seems like not until 1966 when they put out How Great Thou Art, which is, I think, a gospel album, mm. he doesn't do any non-soundtrack albums. So basically, That's he's wild. still putting out three or four albums a year, but they're all just soundtracks. Interesting, interesting. So what's weird, and this is, again, not, not the crazy thing, <laughs> there's no clear release date for the soundtrack. So traditionally, like, if you look it up, it's apparently November 1st, 1963. But they found later paperwork that dated in October of 63 saying RCA Victor was going to put it out in December. So, like, this is not that long ago, and people are like, we don't know when it came out. It's like, you have records. Like, what? And the colonel kept records. He would, you know. He's like, you owe me 35 cents for that toilet paper that you used, right? So <laughs> Exactly. It's like that phone call with the record company said it was coming out on this day. This soundtrack has been re-released a ton of times. There are deluxe editions there. I think the one came out like five what? years ago, maybe. How, what else do you put on here? Like, So what? what's what you put on here is like 11 takes of a single song. Oh, I hate that. I actually kind of hate that. I mean, it's different with like maybe the Elvis and the Beatles. If you really need to hear everything that that's like, I like to hear some of it, but mm -hmm. like that's a cash grab. I never knew. I never looked up why, but like when there's like Graceland radio or like Elvis, like on Sirius. Yeah. It's like, it'd be like Boston Nova baby take seven. I'm like, what does it take? Like, why is that? In yeah, the title? Yeah, yeah. And it's because like they did, they recorded like eight or nine or 10 or 11 tracks, versions of mm -hmm. the same song. And they're all on this. So, like, there's a deluxe version with, like, 60 songs. So if you want to hear all this, like, fucking up and starting over 11 times, like, you're good to go. Yes. And I guess there is some entertainment in that. But, like, I don't know. That's kind of, it's just. It feels more for the diehards. Yeah. But it also is, like, I'm surprised Colonel didn't think of that when he was alive. To be like, we must, we must squeeze every ounce out of you, my boy. Because I think what you can only find on Spotify, as far as I, I found, was the like the core, the yes. base, the vanilla version. Right, that's which what is I what most to. people are going to want. Mm -hmm. But if you go buy this like five disc fun in Acapulco, there's like a disc where it's like eleven versions of you know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't need him to start laughing like halfway through the Matador and like start over. Take three. Okay, so this hit number one in the box office. Hmm. Note, I, I don't think this is necessary, but it's on Wiki, so I'm saying it. A week after JFK was shot. Well, what? So it's like JFK well, is shot. The, the nation is mourning. We need something to cheer us up. Let's go see Elvis. Elvis movie. It was a top grossing musical of that year, 1963. So it did better than his other ones and whatever else came out that year. It was his last. This is interesting of note. I don't know. That's gonna. We're going to find out if it actually impacts the way things happen. But this is the last Elvis movie before Beatlemania. Okay. So okay. they're about to come over, about sense. to change everything about everything. Right. And this is the last one. But apparently when they did their first American tour, they saw this movie, The Drive-In. They're like, we need to see Fun in Acapulco. Oh, cool. So the Beatles, somewhere in Florida at a drive-in, saw this movie. Oh, man. I love to fucking be in that guy. Okay. <laughs> so here's the crazy thing. So this is this is what we were, going, what we were talking about before, but like your idea, which is correct, doesn't even begin to scratch the surface. What? So it started filming in January of 63. Stunt double was used, whose own shots were later completed in March. Elvis did his own stuff in Paramount in L.A., right? Okay. 
weird, mm-hmm. but makes yeah. sense. Yeah. He couldn't go to Mexico, not because of Colonel Tom Parker, but because he was declared, quote, persona non grata by local authorities oh. following two violent riots at the Las Americas Cinema in Mexico City during the openings of King Creole and G.I. Blues. Whoa, his movies caused riots? So here's why. So it actually started two years earlier in 57. Mexico's foremost paper, Excelsior, published an article by gossip columnist Federico de Leon, who said Elvis was interviewed in Tijuana, where Elvis had never been, never went to ever, Mm -hmm. and said, quote, get ready for this. Uh This This guy's like, this is what Elvis said. I'm just reporting facts. This is what else. <laughs> okay, okay. Quote, he would not care to sing in Mexico as he found that a distasteful country and that he would in fact prefer to kiss three African-Americans than a single Mexican woman. What? This guy is like, this guy, Elvis, your hero, hates Mexico so much, he'll kiss black people before he kisses one Mexican woman. And people are like, oh my God, we hate Elvis. What the hell? Dude, so what kind on. of like muckraking? So hold on. That's crazier. So this led to a split in attitudes toward Elvis among Mexican youth who became physically violent. So like this guy writes this thing. People then go see these movies uh-huh. and there's like sharks and jets outside. Wow. hundred people jailed at the King Creole riots. Whoa, the King Creole riots. I think people are just like, that can't be true. I love this guy in the movie. But people are like, this guy hates Mexicans. Yeah, people believe anything you say, you know, it's like going on today and shit. So when this article comes out, his music is banned from radios. Wow. His records are publicly burnt in a town square. And they're just like, this guy's dead to us, right? (laughs) So decades later, I don't know when, but decades later, they figured out that the quotes were the work of Ernesto Peralta Uruchurtu, probably butchered that, a powerful politician in the region of Mexico City. So in 1957, he sends a blank check to Elvis's offices in L.A. He's like, come down, my friend, my powerful media mogul friend's daughter, turning 15, come sing at her birthday party. Blank check? He's just like, whatever it takes, get Elvis down here. Dude, Tom Parker, what are, what are you thinking? So the, the invitation was never agreed upon. The check was sent back. But the guy whose daughter's having a birthday is just like, guys, Elvis is coming. Elvis, oh, Elvis no. doesn't show up. So this guy gets pissed. Wow. He then tells his friend, the powerful politician, we need to cancel Elvis. Oh, my God. This guy apparently feeds the journalist. The journalist writes the article. Literally, the, the, the history of Elvis in Mexico has changed forever. Wow. A true conspiracy come to light. Amazing. I didn't realize. I mean, you know, people are like, Elvis is still alive out there somewhere. But like, here's a real conspiracy revolving around Elvis. Yeah. That is fucking crazy. So there are like two different books that like found this out, like two, like not written about this, but just like about Elvis's life or whatever that like yeah. came across this information. Wow. So they, they planted these false stories as a way to be like, hey, fuck you, Elvis. We're not coming down here. Dude, I want to see this documentary. Like, oh, God, that's crazy. That's story. wild, right? So. That yeah, I never, never in a billion years would I have imagined that that is the reason that there is a stunt double, but doubling Elvis for all the wide shots. Like you know, I knew he wasn't there, but like, how could you ever imagine that? It's just it's funny to me that like he's not allowed to go down, but they're still like able to send the production crew be like, we're filming an Elvis movie well, in your town. Okay. Well, maybe it's like a sign of goodwill, right? They're like, we're gonna make this movie where Elvis kisses, uh, you know, Mexican people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like actually kisses the women on the lips and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't even think he kisses Ursula Andrews in this. 
I think at the end they do. At the very at end. At the very end. But he kisses Dolores like three times. Well, because like both, uh, as in all of these movies, both women already have a boy, a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kind of have like the same man. Yeah. Like that's what, anyway. Wow. That is, that's insane. I, I've, I, that's crazy. I was like, this is like, movies, wild. But I was like, this is the craziest thing that we've we've come across <laughs> in an Elvis thing because it's just like it's not that he couldn't go because of passports or whatever like the whole like yeah. the, you don't want to go to Europe don't go to Europe Persona stay here why even make a movie then in Acapulco why even do this you know what I'm saying like if you know that you can't go they're not going to play the movie your persona non grata, like, why do this? Why, why is it no this idea. movie? Like, that no is idea. so insane because, like, they clearly were like, you know what? Like, we're still going to make a movie about yeah. Elvis going there. I don't know, man. But I'll tell you, folks, when you watch this movie, like, that, when they say movie magic, like, this movie is full of yeah. it yeah. on display. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, the only other background before we talk about the movie itself. So, this is directed by Richard Thorpe, who also directed Jailhouse Rock. So, this is the mm. second Elvis movie he did. Cool. Uh, written by Alan Weiss, who wrote Blue Hawaii and Boats, Boats, Boats. Nice. So shout out to this guy. Okay, maybe that's why he's a sailor. He also wrote a movie called The Sons of Katie Elder. And I'm like, why does this sound familiar? It's a mm. Western with John Wayne. I'm like, I haven't seen it. Like, why do I know this? Because I looked it up. The Mark Wahlberg Tyrese movie Four Brothers no is based way. on The Sons of Katie Elder. So this guy who wrote three Elvis movies wrote a fourth movie with John Wayne that like 50 years later, they're like, we need to turn this into a movie. We need an urban modern remake. punches a guy. Yeah, right. An urban modern remake of this. I think that's in Boston too, right? Like it's Detroit, I think. Detroit. Okay. Well, it's like, yeah, let's completely flip it. Put it in the North in Mm -hmm. the future. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. We, we covered as a bonus episode for too fast. We, so we watched it again late last year you know, you know what kind of blows my mind just on the remake thing I, I can't believe no one has remade an Elvis movie like no one's remade Jailhouse Rock like no one's remade any of them do you get to, I mean I guess you could have Austin Butler right you but can, but you could also have like you could do it straight like I'd like to see like I would have it would have taken like Brad Pitt and you know or something in an Elvis movie okay it's just weird to me that like so many people admire him. So many people like. So you're sort talking of about like, you, you want to recreate the performance or the plot? Like, what do you, what do you, like, what are you surprised Basically, that hasn't been remade? The plot, like the stories, okay. like okay. The, the movies themselves. Be like, let's take the the Why music can't... out of it. Well, because there's no and plot. See if it works. Well, some of them, this some is, of them work. This is like, okay, so we'll, I mean, we'll get to this, but just like with the music, these movies, these movies, like forty minutes long. This, first of all, this movie. Could have been two different, way better movies. <laughs> we'll get to that. But there are elements to this movie that you could make like a crazy movie about. Yeah, I think they made a crazy movie about it. We'll, we'll talk. About okay. It. Okay. So shot by this guy Daniel Fapp, which is a great name. Who also shot. So this is a guy who's just like Daniel Fapp, F A P P. Um, he also shot. So in addition to, I guess, sort of slumming it with, but he, this movie was successful. He also shot West Side Story and The Great Escape. So this oh, guy like geez. shot like genuinely like legendary historical okay. movies. That's why it matches so well. Yeah. And then it's the fifth of nine movies, Elvis movies, that were produced by Halby Wallace. So I'm right, sure you saw right. his name, but he's, you know, all over the place. So he's got a style too, you know, he's got like his house style for sure. Yeah. And like, I think this is one of the better Elvis movies, but we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll kick things yep. off. It starts with the title song, Fun in Acapulco, over the title credits. We don't see Elvis singing it. He just, you know, he sings it as we're seeing the, the credits, but Acapulco. we're here. Yeah. I was, I was shocked to uh, start off on the boat again. Uh, Sailor Elvis again with the hat and everything. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. very surprised. I was like, but like, there's so many other things he can be doing. Yep. Little did I know. Little did you know. 
Then, so then a boat full of what they're called the Amigos, that's just what they go by. Oh, the Amigos right. row up or they, they speed boat up or whatever. And Elvis is like, hey, guys, like I'm on I'm on the clock here. You got to get out of here. Uh, and they're maybe singing the song Vino De Nero in a more, yeah. which he sings in a little bit. But like they're just singing a song. But it's just like we go from the title song into another song that Elvis isn't singing. But it's like this. Oh, OK, so like two songs back to back to kick things off. And and I like the idea that like Elvis is like, I'm working, guys. I can't sing right now. Like you're going to get me in trouble. And they right. just kind of paddle off. They're like, all right, we'll sing later. That's but cool. then Terry Hope, who plays Jeannie, shows up and they hightail it. And she's like, meet us at the club later. He's like, got it. And this girl, hot for Elvis. Yeah. How can you not be? Yeah. I mean, this is, I figured, would be running throughout the whole movie that he'd have to sort of like, you know, um, kind of like dodge all her advances while dealing with the women he really oh, wanted to be with. She's in one more scene and then never back. That was so shocking. I'm not complaining, but like, that was that was like a new thing. It's mm-hmm. like, let's get, it's no, Elvis isn't going to be dealing with three women or anything. It's mm-hmm. just going to be the two. <laughs> I mean, it is girls, girls, girls. It's girls, girls, and a little bit of a third girl. Uh, but she like tries to do like the whole like, oh, the boat jerk. Like, let me just get mm-hmm. on you. And he's just like, you're too young. She's like, I'm going to tell my dad. He's like, look, I tell your dad. What do you want, what do you yeah, want like, that's okay. I want you to tell your dad. So later that night, he goes to the club and he starts singing Vino, De Niro, and Amor. And this, I'm just like, okay, so he's like singing in Spanglish. Like he's, it's like English, but like with Spanish words. Mm-hmm. Basically about how he loves booze and broads. He's just like, Mexico's yeah. great. It's got great liquor and it's got great women. Yeah. He's just like, okay. I like this. Uh, I like this song and I like the bar setting and everything, you know, like it was really well put together like great maze on scene a lot of smoke in the air mm-hmm. and a lot of people in the bar and everybody getting their you know doing their thing um but like it is just kind of funny how he's like waltzes into the bar and they're like you want to sing and he's like yeah okay and then it happens <laughs> over and over again in this goddamn movie <laughs> at least at least my thing happens is that like he's gonna make money singing so like people recognize like you shouldn't be working on a boat you shouldn't right. be a boxer Go go sing somewhere. You should be a lifeguard. That makes money. Um, this bar this bar kind of reminded me of the Temple of Doom bar, where it just kind of mm. like it's kind of crazy and just hey, energetic. That's a good reference because, but also reminded me of Temple of Doom is when they eat the monkey brains. No, his sidekick throughout the entire movie is short round. Yeah, Raul's great. We'll get to Raul. So he he finishes the song and he goes. To, he's like, we want four tequilas and a beer. He doesn't say cerveza. People know cerveza. He just says. Mm-hmm. Quattro tequilas and uno beer. Yeah, I know. And, and He's trying. Elsa Cardenas, who plays Dolores, is just like, real men drink tequila. Right. And he's like, oh, all right. So then, once again, the amigos, he sings a song, I think I'm going to like it here, who Elvis, who has admitted he doesn't speak Spanish, hears them start singing a song in Spanish, then immediately jumps in and starts singing the song in English. He's like, <laughs> I don't speak your language. You're singing the song in Spanish. I'm going to sing it in English. I'm going to jump in here and do this in English. I'll do my best. Uh, and I'm thinking, like, his style matches really well with this musical arrangements and things. Like, you know, he he has these those opportunities to, like, hold those long notes, yep. make those fun faces. Yep. Um, yeah, and just, like, start, like, moving around a lot. Like, it just seems like he's really into what he's doing this he's, time. He looks like he's having fun. It sounds like he's having fun. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a good, this is a, an energized E in a way that we haven't really seen him in a couple movies, I think. I also like how he's just like, who's the fancy lady kind of stuff? Like he doesn't realize, like the like Dolores is a celebrity matador, female matador. But he doesn't know that. They're yeah, like, they're like, oh, you don't respect her? She just killed the big bull. He's just like, he's like, oh, I don't know. I thought they were men. He's like, does she look like a man? It's like, 
No, that's not what I was saying. I know. What's that called? It's just like everything he said, like people take it out of context or something. They're like, how can you not know who she is? He's like, because I just got here. Like, (laughs) yeah. So then he's having a good time doing shots with her. And then he wanders away and he finds Janie and her dad's there. And her dad's just like, we're here. You're here. You're a bad influence. You're fired. And just like, we just need to get him off the boat. And so. I know. I was kind of like, um crazy screenwriting trick right there where it's like we got to fire elvis and get this movie going like get him on his real path here and this is like 10 or 12 minutes in. like this is early this is just like we, no more boat yeah and they're like uh that was like a dirty trick too she's like you know he brought us here he gave us the drinks all this stuff it's mm-hmm. like you're lucky i don't have you arrested elvis yes so then after all this happens he leaves and there's a 10 year old with a bike outside who comes up to elvis says you sing pretty good for a gringo with my help you could be mm-hmm. even better or whatever and this is raul who is, I'll say it, the best character in the movie. Yeah. I mean, Raul's like incredibly cool, really interesting, well-written. I mean, like I love Elvis with kids too. Mm -hmm. Like he just Mm -hmm. walked around the World Fair with that girl last week, a little girl. Um, I think this was like a really smart thing to do for this movie. And Elvis almost couldn't care less about his singing career. And Raul's like, Raul's just like, don't worry, I got you. And he's hitting the pavement. He's handing out flyers. He's calling places. He's taking meetings. He's yeah. just like, I got you. And El- no one, after the first time, no one ever questions why is this 10-year-old representing this this singer. Mm-hmm. Elvis is never like, are you sure you're okay with this? Everybody's just like, yeah, kids, the kid's his manager. So this kid is basically street kid, homeless mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love how everyone's his cousin. Yep. Like he just, oh man, he reminds me of like, like the artful Dodger from Oliver, where like he just knows every angle of the city. Yes. He know, he creates a bidding war over Elvis. Yeah, which, yeah, Elvis <laughs> was like he. I think he just take any money and like this. He the kid jacks the prices up by like five or six times. He's just yeah. like yeah, here's a lot of money and all the beer I can drink. Right, the kids like the dad's like yeah, if you're old enough. There's that one line where he's like, I forget. Like, are you forty? You you're like forty year old midget. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, yeah, that, that M word didn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe not great, but it's like. I don't know if you were 40 or 14 or something. That would right. be a good line. They find out that their rival is guy, El Trovador, which I don't know if we ever meet him. I don't think we ever see him. And he gets headaches, but it's just like he wants a bribe. Yeah, it's the kind of thing like, oh, like, um, I'm worth more than you're paying me, so I'm not going to sing unless right. you, like, pay me more. So there's, like, always openings for singing because, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like the White Lotus. We're just like, oh, I'm going to dope this. Spoilers. Season two. I'm going to give you uh, other drugs than the ones you think, and then I'm going to accidentally, you know, stumble into a singing opportunity, right? Uh, pretty much, yeah. It's like the same thing. <laughs> so then there's an adorable, like, kind of like a meet cute sort of where, like, Elvis and the kid are on a bike, and they're just, like, driving through town, and he's singing the song oh. called Mexico. <laughs> that was so, like, surreal, because, like, like they're singing on, on the bike, yeah. Like, it was just so awkward. It just kept going and going. And it's like, aren't you even, like, tired from pedaling? Like, you're singing perfectly. Where's the music coming from? It's what I think is really funny. And you, I don't know if you realize this, but, like, what you said was true is that, like, they're singing, like, Mexico is great. I love Mexico while they're on a soundstage in L.A. Yeah, it's bizarre. Isn't this place great? We love being in Mexico, says the guy in Los Angeles. I love how they have like sort of the wide shot of the Hilton ballroom and you can see like it's huge. And then you cut to the stage and it's like, oh, we can't go more than like 100 feet or mm-hmm, something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. We have to have like a hard cut at the yep. top of the screen. Here. Wonderful. <laughs> so then Raul's like, hey, here's Moreno. He's the champion diver. And it's like, OK, OK, 
And then like this is like this. They're basically saying, "Hey, this is gonna be your rival for the movie." But it's like, why are you? Why a diver? And, and then Elvis stares up at the diving board like and, it's the scariest thing on earth. And there's like foreboding music. Mm-hmm. It's like if you have the subtitles on, it's like it says like something wrong is going on with this music. It's like mm-hmm. dun dun. And I didn't. I was like. We'll come back to this, I'm sure. But like, I'm just like, because the, the movie moves on. I'm just Dude, like, okay. I, I was, con- I was like, immediately, I was like, this is something. Yeah. Like Elvis is afraid of heights, maybe. I don't know, but like something's going on with that diving board. He is triggered. Yeah. Elvis, all movie long. This is not really like a, a major note. It's just I only made note of it because his name is Mike in the movie. But like Elvis just goes by Mike. They don't. Like, they later look up by the Flying Windgren, which we'll talk about. But like people, like like people want mm. a big name. And like, we'll just change it to big name. I'm like, that's kind of disrespectful of the name Mike. Let's not, let's not <laughs> trash talk the name Mike. Although I found it hilarious every time he goes to a new place to sing and do his audition. They're like, and now the American sensation, Mike Wingard. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like the most unimpressive, like, ta-da. Mike Gringo. <laughs> yeah. So even though he got fired from the boat, He's getting singing gigs all around town. He's like, I need a job. They're like, okay, cool. You're a lifeguard now. It's like, why? What? So I think it's because he was like, you know, I worked on a boat. I know how to swim. And like, I can save people. But I'm thinking like, why does he want to be a lifeguard? I don't know. so bizarre. There's there's never explanation. And this, I think this only happens because then uh, Moreno hates him because he's not only sort of chatting up. Ursula Andres, who yeah. is like kind of sort of with him, but not really. Yeah. He's also literally taking his job. Yeah. But like, why is this guy who's a champion diver want to work like 12 hours a day? Yeah. And like at this one hotel, it's not that prestigious where they're like, come see the champion diver be a lifeguard. Right. It's so weird. And like, it seems like the, the diving is like an event. Like, it's not like a, hey, every Saturday night, go see him dive. It's just like, no, this is like people come into town to see this. Like, yeah. Whoever, what's like some president or some shit showed up at the end of the movie to see him dive. The U.S. astronauts. That's it. The astronauts we never get to see. So this is all happening, right? And just like, so Elvis is a lifeguard now and he keeps staring at the diving board and just like, what is happening? And then we get a flashback. Wait, (laughs) hold on, hold on. Okay. Because he goes up to the diving board. Yeah. And you're like, all right, he's, you know, conquering his fears or whatever. And then he leans over and and he's like looking down at the water. And then we get the. Yes. Dissolve into the flashback. Which he eventually climbs down the thing, but yeah, the dissolve the flashback. Elvis, Joey, is in the circus, and he's got a high flying act. He's a trapeze artist. Trapeze artist. There's no net, and they're swinging back and forth. And Elvis goes to reach for a guy's hand, and he misses, and the guy falls to his death. What the fuck? And we later, 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 later find out. That was his brother. That was his brother. They're basically the Flying Graysons. Mm-hmm. Elvis, by the way, no net, no shirt either. Yeah. Uh, looked great as an acrobat, but... Tight white pants. Dropped. That is his... Like, what? Like, that's his... That's his... Tra- like, that's what he's getting over? He accidentally killed his brother during the... Tra- like, what? The craziest backstory. We later find out toward the end... His parents were like, this messed him up. We're going to send him to Mexico, let him clear his head. Yeah. They eventually sent a telegram like, hey, the new season's about to start. Hope you're okay. Right. Come back home. Come, please come back home. So like the backstory is that they have a family circus act. Yes. 
Elvis not kills his brother, but kind of kills his brother. Is you know, doesn't you know the, the brother dies because of Elvis? Yeah, yeah, he's responsible. He goes away on a boat, then becomes a singer and a lifeguard, <laughs> conquers his fear, does the one big dive. He's not a coward anymore, and then, and then he gets his nerve back. Like, of all the places this movie could have gone, circus flashback? Joey, you know, I don't think I... I think I should tell you. I so. love it. I want to say that I love it. Oh, it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, I, I turned to Robin immediately, and I said... She's like, what is going on? Is it bad? What's happening? I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, this is some of the... Like, not just Elvis movie, but, like, this is some of the most incredible <laughs> shit I've ever seen in a movie. Like, to drop that... As like your trauma, yeah. like, and in an Elvis movie. So, so I actually, Joey, I stopped the movie and started it the next day. Cause I needed to sit with that for like 12 hours or something. I was like, okay, ho- hold on. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then like, like it's nothing. They just come back to the modern day. They climbs on the ladder and like, then he just starts floating with Ursula Andres. I'm just like, hold on. What if you're watching this movie in theaters and you're just like, what the fuck was that? Honey, what was that? And like your date or whatever being like, did Elvis just fucking kill his brother? It's so unexpected <laughs> that part of me was like, is that a dream? Is it a dream? Like it, it feels like, is he, is he equating, like, did he have a traumatic thing on a diving board before? And he's equating it to like a literal high wire. You know what I mean? Like, right, is, right, is it right. like, is it a metaphor? Right. And cause it's, there's, there's no foundation. Like, it's not like he has like his, Again, it's the 60s. It wouldn't happen. It's not like his ringtone is like circus music. You know what I mean? It's, just not, it's not like there's any hints that he has a history in the circus. And then it's like, oh, Elvis uh, kill, killed his brother in the trapeze artist. It's just so strange because like nothing else reminds him of the circus. Like a ringmaster, an animal doesn't remind him. Like nothing. It's just like this one incident. And it's so sort of like isolated incident and everything. And like, so I wrote like, okay, he's got a heights fear. Yep. Then you hear a horn sting, and I go, what? E was a trapeze artist in the circus and dropped a guy and now afraid of heights? Like, this is a whole movie. Mm -hmm. This is Mm -hmm. what I mean when, like, that's the movie. Make that movie where where Elvis is in the fucking circus. And, I mean, you don't have to have him kill a guy, but, like, Elvis at the circus. Yeah. We might still get it. Who knows? Who knows? But, like, that is, that was insane. Like, it's insane. I like that it's it's almost never referred to again. Like I think we flash back once the same thing and then there's a telegram and that's the end of the story. The, the best is when uh, the other diver like finds out and he's going to like tell everybody and embarrass Elvis, but Elvis already like tells it, his girlfriend. And then when people find out, he's like, yeah, that's what happened. So what? Like I'm trying to get over it. <laughs> and they're yeah. like calling him chicken. Well, that's the thing. Like later they're like, oh, you know why he's hiding out here is because he killed his brother. And people are like, like, That's terrible. Yeah, like, did, why is that making you happy, Yeah, dude? why are you like, blackmailing him with this? Like, right. That's terrible. And, like, that's what I mean. Like, that's not blackmail material. No. Elvis is not telling people, but when it comes out, it's not like he's keeping it a secret. Like, he can kind of confesses it. There was a movie, I gotta look up the title, Ooh, but it was baby. one of those Todd Browning movies. Like, from, like, the 30s or the 20s. Mm-hmm. Like, the crazy, crazy, just, like, this guy makes wild movies, like, way ahead of his time, right? It was one of the movies that I watched for Hooptober. It was called The Unknown, I think. Okay. So there's this guy who, like, who, spoilers for The Unknown, it's a crazy movie. It, it, you don't need to, like, I won't spoil the full thing, but, like, this guy's a murderer on the loose who is who, like, strangles a victim or whatever. Okay. And then he goes and hides in a circus, 
by binding his arms. He's like, I'm an armless man. It, oh. it couldn't be me. Okay. And like, but there's like a reason why he's like on the run, right? right. It's just like, and then like there's crazy stuff that happens from there, but it's just like, I, I, I can't strangle anybody. I don't that's, have any arms. Like I'm an armless clever. man. Hmm. But Elvis is just like, yeah, my brother died. And people are like, and it's, it's almost like the Nelson Lund, like the ha ha. It's just like, no, what do you? <laughs> I know. It's true. No. Like they're rubbing it in his face. You know, and it's not like he changed his name. Like people could have found this out. He's not like, again, he's kind of hiding in plain sight in that way. And the entire movie's explanation for why this comes to light is because Moreno, who again is a world famous champion diver, is upset that Elvis is taking a minimum wage job away from him. Yeah. And there's that one for a couple hours a day. Not not Not, entirely. Yeah. Just a couple hours. And Elvis isn't even getting paid money. He's getting room and board. You know, because the, the guy at the hotel is like, I can't pay you for two jobs or something. Yeah. I just wrote down that Elvis and the diver are rivals now because Elvis is trying to let him rest. They're just like, there's no better explanation. Like, this guy hates him because, like, he wants to it's just, okay. There's that there's that scene where uh, I think it's the hotel guy. Like, him and, and the diver are, like, in the pool at the pool bar. And he, like, drops the line where he's like, you know, Mike has some kind of past in America. I heard some stuff. And he's like, oh, you got to get your guy to tell me, like, more stuff. Yeah. I need more stuff. Yeah. And he's like, that's all the stuff I got. And then he goes and, like, finds more stuff on his own. But, like, you know, why did that guy? Oh, he tipped him off because he was jealous that Elvis was getting all the girls. He's like, I don't think you like that Elvis is taking all the women, right? Well, like, let's take him down a peg. It doesn't work, but no. like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I do, this, this actually is kind of white lotus in that, like, there's mm-hmm. all these like staff members that are around. They all have this trauma that doesn't really make sense. Like, there's the, <laughs> like, Ursula Andres's father is the chef on site. Yeah. And his number one thing is he wants to go to America. Yeah. And he needs a passport. Right. And so, Elvis later gets upset at Ursula Andres for like thinking she's using him, but he's the dad's just like, no, I want to go idiot. I know the dad was like, no, I'm trying to get her to use you, not her to yeah. use you. Like, yeah. You should love her. That's my problem. Or like Ursula Andres is the asso- assistant social director. She just like, I guess like a pretty woman who goes around and makes sure people are having fun. Yeah. Well, who, she organizes that party. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who like doesn't take coffee breaks? She takes man breaks because she doesn't take coffee, so okay. she just like goes and flirts for like fifteen minutes or whatever. So I, I thought that was kind of clever, though. That's kind of you know empowering. Maybe I'm not uh, saying any of this is a negative. I know you're not. I'm just saying I'm I'm just you know speaking up when I I hear things that I liked as well. <laughs> but I also think it's funny that like the one white guy there, Elvis, is like also like the chef literally calls him a guinea pig. That like he's just like trying new recipes and like right. Elvis try this. He's like, oh, this is the wrong temperature or whatever. It's just like okay, <laughs> sure. Um. So then Elvis has his first actual paid speaking gig at the, uh, for the El Trovador, right? And he's singing El Toro. And this was the first thing, uh, other than the circus thing. This is the, the next thing that blew my mind because he's dressed like a matador. And I was like, yeah. did not expect that. No. And before he's dressed as a matador, he's in like the uh, black shirt with the white jacket, like mm-hmm. the white dinner jacket. I love that look. And then he just like instantly changes to the matador thing. And like, I think I was telling you before the show, we got to, we got to start keeping a list yes. of like all the Halloween costume Elvises yep. you can be. Yep. And in this, we have like three, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Crazy. He then, he refuses publicity pictures because he <laughs> says he's one of FBI's most wanted men, but like, he's not like he didn't murder his brother, but like, I think he's also trying to hide, but it, it never explains why he, he clearly is not, I mean, he's been cleared of charges or else he couldn't leave the country. Right. And like his parents couldn't be like, come back to America. Like everything's cool. Yeah. It's all blown over. Right. <laughs> so then Ursula Andres asks, I think the the most salient questions of the entire thing. She's like, so are you a singer in America? And he goes, no. <laughs> 
Okay. And she's like, but like lifeguarding like doesn't really make you money. So like, what? Yeah. And he doesn't answer. It doesn't make sense. But at least like he is singing now. Like that's what I cared most about. Like I don't need to know that he just has the ability to sing out of nowhere. I'm just glad he's using that to make money in a movie. Finally, yeah. again, once again. But that was the thing I was thinking about while watching this movie is that we would play the game every time, like how natural are the songs and like they're natural here. But at a certain point, if he's just a singer in every movie, it's like they're always going to be that. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not just like. Well, then you take it to the level of like the bike ride, right? Like, yeah, there shouldn't be there shouldn't orchestration. Be yeah. You know, it should just be maybe the kid whistling along and like right. doing drums on his back. Right. But it gets to that level. So then they're, you know, they're drinking and he and Ursula Andres are drinking and she orders a margarita goes, wait a minute. I thought your name was Margarita. And she's like, idiot. That's pretty unsensitive where he just keeps calling her Margarita the whole movie. (laughs) But it's like, that's her name. I know. Well, it's, she says, call me Maggie at one point. But her name is Margarita Dauphin. Like she introduces herself as Margarita. So it's not like, it's just, but yeah. But I also fail to believe that Elvis has never heard of a margarita to drink before. No, once again, Elvis is playing a dummy in his movies for no reason. Yeah. So I just wish there was one scene in, in one of these movies coming up where he he lets it slip that, like, he is intentionally being stupid to kind of, like, lure them in, maybe, or, or something. It's, like, part of his I mean, it's game. working, man. I guess it's working, so I can't really, you know, fault it or whatever. And have you ever had a clear margarita before? No. Well, they had in this movie. They're usually kind of like yellowy, like sort of like milky cloudy, like whatever. But so then Elvis is like, oh, that's so wild that there's a drink and a woman with the same name. Let me go sing a song called Margarita. <laughs> and he just gets up with the band and just launches into it. It's kind of it's about a woman, but also kind of about a drink, whatever. He's like, all right, got to go. And he goes to bed. He wakes up. He's like, all right, I'm, th- today, this is the morning I'm going to dive. And mm. he climbs up and then <laughs> climbs right back down. Yeah. Poor guy dealing with the heights. Oh, yeah. And then Raul, like, double books him and all this stuff. Like, Raul coming back in and out of the movie where he's like, you've got stuff to do, man. I've, I've got you gigs. There's a lot of playing both sides because he's getting booked all over town, but he's also still hitting on Dolores, too. I'm just like, why? Like, it feels like you yeah. and Ursula Andres are kind of hitting it off. But, like, I guess he's just like, hey, in case that doesn't work out, I want to keep this iron in the fire. That was a little weird, hedging his bet, like, you know. Might as well keep both air, both balls in the air for now. Which clearly in the end worked because they both kiss him at the end and he's just like, oh no, that was just like a reward or something. I really like you. And, and Ursula's like, all right, cool. And Dolores is like, so be it. Yeah. I'll go with the other guy. So then the next song he sings is The Bullfighter Was a Lady. And this is when he's singing about Dolores. Right. And he's waving the maleta, the the cape, the pink and gold thing. Oh, and like it that just was... like wraps it around his head like an idiot. So is that... <laughs> The end, yeah, like a doofus. But yeah. like, do you think this is the first instance of Elvis with a cape? Because the cape becomes a big part mm, of his persona. Maybe. I don't remember a cape before this. I think he might have gotten like a feel for the cape because he's moving it around. Like, you know, it looks like he learned it the day before. A little, little, little flair, though, but for sure. But he's doing it, you know, and it just seems like maybe he's like, I kind of like this. Like, yeah. I'm going to be a cape guy from now on. So he, this song goes off without a hitch, of course. And then Raul is like, you're not making enough money. Let me see what I can do. So he <laughs> leaves this again. Kid. This kid is just like getting at it all the time. So then Dolores, the Mexican bullfighter, brings him to, she's like, what do you call it? Lover's Alley. He goes, 
No idiot. Oh, Lover's Lane. Lover's Lane. It's like, cl- come on, man. Like, it's close enough. Let her have this one. This was some. This is this is crazy shit because, like, you know, when they're trying to like make out in the car and they're moving all the seats and everything, they start like backing up. Yeah. And they're gonna like fall off a damn cliff. Yeah. And Elvis has like his uh, yeah. vertigo kicks yeah. in and everything, uh, and then it's just like nothing. He doesn't even say to her like, you know, let's go someplace lower. They're like, we like, gotta go. Sorry. Well, she proposes, like, she doesn't really propose to him, but she kind of, she's like, hey, you want to get married? And she just goes, I don't know. She goes, Algodia. He goes, Algodia. She goes, someday, idiot. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Poor E. E is just a stranger in a strange land in this movie, a, a total fish out of agua. A pesce. No, that's, that's Italian. Pescado. That's why I did it in sort of like half. Pescado out of agua. <laughs> So then, like you were saying, they're about to fall off a cliff. They're like, uh, we clearly can't make out here. We got to go. And then they sing, there's no room to Roomba or Rumba in a sports car. That's where I was like, they didn't just pick these songs off a list. Like, this movie was kind of more put together than the previous ones, you know, because this- such a hyper-specific title of a song for- You get that on the list and you're like, well, we have to write a scene around this song, Uh, you know, whereas like you could kind of shove everything else wherever you need to. But like, I feel like this is one that came out of the screenplay. Because there's no room to rumba in a sports car. You can't move forward or back. There's no room to do what the beat tells you to without throwing your spine out of whack. And I get it though, because like this played at the drive-in. And kids are going to see Elvis and making out in their cars. And so they want to see Elvis make out in his car. When a little kiss I want to steal, I hit my head against the steering wheel. Now I know the way a pretzel feels. All I can do is shout, hey, let me out. It's like a gimmicky song, you know? It's like, it's so weird. Like, I can never see him singing this in concert. Yeah. Could you imagine if he sang this one in concert? He's like, no, I'm going to sing that song. My my big hit from Fun in Acapulco about making out in a car. Yeah, that people forgot about, I think, probably immediately because the next song is Bossa Nova Baby. So had, yep. had you heard the song before or no? I mean, I've definitely heard it before, but not. it, it didn't really sink in to the degree that uh, it has at this point. Like, I didn't realize it was one of his big oh, songs. Oh, this is, this is like, a huge song. So, yeah. like, this song reached number eight as a single in the Hot 100. It... This song alone has seven and a half million streams on Spotify, which, you know, compared to like other songs is, you know, not a lot, but like the rest of the soundtrack in in its total has four and a half million. So this is like twice as popular as everything else combined. Um, It was, it got released to stores a month before the soundtrack. And it was coupled Hmm. with the song Witchcraft by R&B songwriter and arranger Dave Bartholomew. So like, this is like a hit, like this is like a song. And this I think is one of like, not, you know, maybe not like one of his best known songs, but this is definitely one of the better known I think from any of the movies we've seen so far, like the 13 or 14 movies, this is definitely one of the more popular Elvis songs that has been in any of these movies so far. Okay. Because, I mean, it's a great song. It's definitely good. It's catchy. It sounds way different than every other song on the album. And it feels more like an Elvis song, right. quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like this feels like something that wouldn't just It doesn't be have the, the Mexican influence. Yeah. It doesn't have all that going on. I also think it's funny that like this is his first night singing at the Tropicana and like he did like he's sung like three or four other songs already at other clubs. He's just like... New, new venue, got to save my best song for now. And just, you know, he sings this new song that people, you know, love him. Well, how funny would that be if we were watching this movie and he sang the same song at every club in the scene? You know what I mean? He's sure. like, I got one audition song and here it is. And it's like Bossa Nova. And he just sings it four times. Would be great. 
So at this club, even though that's not, you know, it's not the Hilton, it's not where everybody else is, both of his girls are watching him, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I got to get out of here. And he's like, Raul, I need you to take care of business in a flash. Doesn't say that, but basically that's the intention, right? He goes to Ursula and he's just like, he wants you to meet him outside. And she goes, are you telling both of us that and whoever shows up? And he's just like, nope. Cross my core zone. <laughs> I promise. Hope to muerte. He keeps Dolores busy. He's like, you know, whatever. He just, whatever. And so then, you know, Ursula goes outside. But like, it's clear at this point, I think this is the pivot point where just like, no, Ursula's the girl for him. Yeah. She's the one he wants to be with. Yeah, he's decided. But isn't this at the point also where, did he overhear her talking to her dad yet? Maybe not. But I feel like that isn't really going to sway him too far in one direction anyway. He's kind of got his mind made up by now that uh, that's who she wants. He wants to be with. Because when they sneak out, isn't this when he does tell her like his, his past is that the next scene? Like, uh, yes, he kind of comes clean here. Later in this scene, he kind kind of sort of comes clean about his tragic backstory because there's the newspaper tragedia in un circo. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is where Raúl starts making the calls. Before that happens, oh, yeah, he starts yeah. making the calls about like, hey, how much are you gonna pay him? That and was fun. He goes, oh, the trop's gonna pay you fifteen hundred. You get seven fifty. I get seven fifty. And Elvis says, in a movie, <laughs> in a career where we know that Colonel Tom Parker is an issue, quote, seems high for an agent's commission. Mm. You're taking half. That seems high as Colonel Tom Parker's off screen. Just like, what is happening? <laughs> Who let that line in the movie? Who wrote that line? You are fired. Sir, Elvis came up with it all himself. Well, I cannot fire him. Yeah. Mm. that. Well, we've been sort of hinting at like catching things like making fun of the colonel or like sticking it to the colonel hidden like Easter eggs in these movies. Yeah. This is just out in the open, but this is blatantly like, Hey, you're my agent. You're taking too much of my money. Yeah. I hope you're watching. You're watching. Even though in this case, Raul earned it because he's like, you would have taken 300. I got you 750 and I'm also getting seven. You know what I mean? Like it just, but still, I don't know. But is he also saying that like, he feels like, the colonel is just like this little kid to him. Like he, that's how he sees them. Like, I mean, no he's respect. not right in the movie, but maybe, I don't know, man. It's, it's, there's just too much like subversive shit happening sometimes for it not to be a coincidence. Unless like, we're just more savvy film, film watcher that we like, we need to kind of like create these like deeper meanings to things. Yeah. But I don't know. Either way, it's a lot of fun to watch it. So then Moreno, this is where like the sort of the nefarious shit starts happening. He mm. takes what I've never heard of, what they call a boss man's holiday. And he just goes to another hotel to swim. It's like, I got a pool over here, but I got to go. I got to clear my head. I got to go somewhere else. So he's talking to the guy who's dating Dolores, basically. Right, right, right. right? He's just like, they're both like, this guy is ruining both <laughs> of our lives. Elvis gets all the girls. She, he's like, he's like, are you, you know, are it's not causing you problems. He's like. No, them being out till three o'clock in the morning. Guy goes three twenty-two a.m. He's like, I know exactly. He's like, oh, I'm sure you're. It's totally fine. Whatever. So then they're like, wait, we heard that there's a guy named Mike, and there's a tragedy. Like, let's look into that or whatever. Right, right. So they start to hatch this plan. Like, we're gonna ruin this guy's life. Yeah, he puts it in in his head that like there's something happened with this guy, and he might not be who he says he is. Right. Yeah. And then this is when Elvis comes clean to Ursula about his tragic backstory. We all kind of know, like, what we the, the details flesh out, like, what actually happened, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's when they drive the pink Jeep. Mm-hmm. That was cool, the pink Jeep, because, you know, Elvis likes those pink Cadillacs and stuff. So then there's a song. So, okay, so Boston of a Movie happens in 58 minutes, right? 
And then there's 35 minutes of this movie left, and there's only two more songs. So this is yeah. like actual like plot. Like this is just like we're we got a lot. So like halfway through that, an hour 16, you can't say no in Acapulco. This is just him singing once again at night. Mm-hmm. And they're watching Marino dive into the ring of fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have um that's right. What else did I have written down? The synchronized swimming, mm-hmm. which who came up with that shit? Like, how do you, you know, unless you're like directly above. There's really nothing to see. No, exactly. It's just like, oh yeah, they're, they're there's a bunch of people kind of doing the same. All right, splashing okay. over there. So then, after Marina gets out, like to this round of applause, she's just like, "I hear Mike could take some dives too." Mm. Actually, here's what really happened, and they he killed his brother. Ha, ha, they ha. used to call him the Flying Wind Grid. Now they call him Gaina Chicken. Just like, dude, his brother died and like slipped out of his hand. What the fuck? I don't like, know. And Elvis, rightfully so, is just like, I came here to escape my problems, <laughs> and now they're back. And he just goes to his room, he gets a telegram, and Raul's like, well, guess you're leaving me. Yeah. Because he's like, because Raul says, blood is thicker than tequila, which is a great line. That's cute. Yeah. But but, but Elvis uh, is like, okay, no, hold on. I came down here for a reason. I'm going to build my courage back up. And he starts doing like low dives. He starts like working his way back up, right? And then this is when he gets pissed at ursula because right. he's like that's it he's like you only want to use me for the passport she's like no idiot. yeah it's my dad it, it, it's really late in the movie to bring that shit up like that should have came up like way long ago if at all like there's really no reason to even have that thread except to sort of you know have an extra scene or two with her with her and her dad with no elvis in it well there, there's like the I know that every movie needs conflict, but there's no real justification for why Elvis and Marino hate each other in the first place. Other than like he's taking like it should have been just about you took my girl. Like that's Mm -hmm. enough. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason for him and Ursula Andres to ever fight either. Like they could just be together or like or he's just like, I got to clear my head. Right. Like there's there's easier explanations. Like they don't need to fight because of whatever. Just like, yeah, you're you have you're you're stricken by trauma. Like just I, I also feel like it's enough that, you know. He can't decide between two women. So, like, clearly she should have, you know, a problem with that. Yes. Right. So, like, that's enough conflict there. I just feel like if you're going to introduce this whole, like, we Passport need a visa, yeah. mm-hmm. like, do that an hour ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I, I think that would have made it a better movie if it was in it earlier because there would be more of, like, tension and stuff. But, right. I mean, it just doesn't seem to really bother Elvis to the degree that it was supposed to. No. <laughs> At all. <laughs> and so then, as we've been foreshadowing all movie long, it's the day of the big dive, which Ooh. is a thing that did not know until right now. They're like, oh, the astronaut's in town. The astronaut's in town. We're going to watch Moreno dive. I was like, astronaut? Who? What? Sure. Can we get a name? Is it Michael Collins? Is it You got enough mics. Let's, let's, let's calm down. Yeah, you're right. One mic's enough. <laughs> Sorry, it's my favorite astronaut. So then... Marino comes to Elvis's hotel and just starts taunting Elvis. Yeah. And Elvis beats the shit out of him. That was amazing. I was like, I knew something was missing from this movie, a fucking fist fight. Yeah. Elvis beating the hell out of someone. So then, you know, Marino's in a sling or whatever, and they're like, oh, shit, the astronaut's dive. here. Who's going to dive? <laughs> and Elvis is like, I got you. Dude, you know what would have been amazing if the astronaut came out and it was like a chimp or something? It's like, we shot this chimp in this space? Sure. Yeah. Love it. Would love it. But Elvis doesn't tell anybody that he's going to do the dive. No, just Raul. He's just like, I got it. He's like, I'm going to do this for the first time. I've, I've been looking at the, at the current. Well, he's like, I've been checking out the tide. I know what to do, but I've never done it. And then 
He does like that one dive into the water and climbs up the entire rock cliff. Slowly. And even though they earlier they're like, you can tell he's an amateur because he climbs slowly and Elvis is climbing even slower. But he makes it to the top. Yeah. So. Well, okay. So there's like hundreds of people who have gathered to watch this like, you know, cliff face into yeah. water. Yeah. And no one's there. No one's diving. Like no one even knows. Like they still gathered. Like people don't know that Marino's hurt. And Elvis is like, well, somebody's got to dive. But Marino comes out and stands with everybody. And he's got his arm in a sling. Yeah. He might as well be standing next to the astronaut. Like, it's great. Also, quickly, this location, it looked very Game of Thrones to me. Like, sure, like, like they, a big cliff face. Like, yeah. they used it and enhanced it with some effects or something. But it also, I have to say, like, stuntman, like, wow. Like, this is like a Tom Cruise-level stunt for the day. Like, this looks so dangerous. Yeah. So Elvis climbs up this, like, hundreds of foot tall cliff face. Yeah. Dives beautifully. Amazing. Literally carried out like a champion, like atop people's shoulders. Marino's like, hey, man, that was pretty dude, good. Dude, it was top gun. Where he's like, you, you could, could be, be my, my wingman wing any day. <laughs> you could die for me any day. He's like, I got to give it to you, gringo. And then Dolores kisses him because she's like, that was great. And then uh, Margarita kisses him. And he's just like, yeah, that, uh, that kiss you just saw, that didn't mean anything. And she's <laughs> like, I'm cool with it. <laughs> and then... He just starts singing Guadalajara, which is like a 1937 standard. And this is like a three or four minute long song. He sings entirely in Spanish. Yes, which was amazing. And I wonder, did he, has he, he's sung in a few languages, right? I feel like he might have, did he sing in maybe Blue Hawaii? He He sings in Hawaiian or whatever the the native language is, yeah. Then something to maybe keep track of at this point. Oh, and I also love how he's bringing, he's adopted Raul, basically. He's going to bring him back to Florida with him. He's like, oh, he's got no family. He's got no, I mean, he's got all those cousins, but. Well, I like that the end of, it seems like the end of every Elvis movie is just like, hey, you want to get married? and also bring this kid that I just met. <laughs> and the woman's always like, yeah. Not even a question. Yep. Well, at least the last two. <laughs> it, it, that's that's all that's in my brain. The fact that there's more than one in my brain right now is a well. miracle. But dude, I still can't get the fact that in World's Fair, we heard a song he was thinking. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Ooh. Like two, like that's insane. I have this as my fourth favorite Elvis movie right yeah. now. This is up there for me. Once again, Number one will be Forever King Creole. Then I think Blue Hawaii, I think, is just genuinely pretty good. Then Boats, 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 specifically because mm-hmm. of The Walls Have Ears, mm-hmm. and then Final Acapulco. But then yeah. you end up in the World's Fair, too. So, like, that's two in a row that are in my top five of 13, right? So, like, yeah, they're getting better. Like, there's a formula. Like, I feel like I could watch this stuff. Like, Elvis meets a girl, meets a kid, changes jobs has a vocation, you know, a specific thing, whatever. Yeah. I mean, this also, like, it, it helps that there's, like, a at least one completely insane thing in an Elvis movie for the last few movies, too, to, like, really kind of keep you on your toes, you know? You know, it was the dancing kitchen. It was the song in his head. It's his circus flashback. <laughs> you genuinely don't know what these movies are going to be. And, like, I can see people, like... I follow a couple people who on Letterboxd to have seen all the movies and like, they're like, clearly and mailing it in. I'm just like, no, 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 no. You're not watching it. I'm like, this is 
Elvis, unbelievable. If there's one thing I will say that Elvis does not do with his with anything he's done, or at least so far, is mail it in. Like he is not. I don't feel like he's mailing it in. I, no, if, if he's mailing anything in, I think it would be the music. I don't think it's the the acting. I think the acting. He's like he's he's dialed yeah. in. And I give him a little pass on the performance stuff because you don't really. I mean, maybe at this point they're starting to get the hang of it because they've seen the movies they're making now and they've seen things in the reactions. But like. Right. It's getting better. You know, we talked about like we're waiting or at least I'm waiting for the one where it becomes a full blown musical and like people start dancing in the street. Yeah. Like we're getting there close. Like we kind of got it with the trailer park scene in the last movie a little bit. We're getting it a little more here with everybody like interacting with him singing at the bars. So, like I feel like they're sort of getting a better handle on how to present him singing, but it's still awkward. Yeah, I agree. Um, any other notes, any other thoughts that you have about this movie before oh, we do our man. end of episode recap and rundown of games? <laughs> It's just nuts. I think you're right. Like from the, like you just you think you know, but you really don't know what's going to go on in an Elvis movie. Because like I was even saying, okay, like there's definitely going to be a love triangle. There's going to be some, he's going to have a cool or weird job that's super specific. You know, hopefully he'll become a singer because that's what he should do. But then like everything else is like fair game. You right. know? Yep. Like there's an outline, and then there's no telling what's going to fill in those gaps. Yeah. Uh, the best song in the movie is it? Do you think it's Bossa Nova Baby or is it something different? So, what's your favorite? I know you, you've listened yeah. to the music more than I have. I know you were listening to it at least a couple times. <laughs> yeah, I like the uh, I like I really like that second song he sings, the one that he sings in the bar where he where he just like walks in and meets everybody and he's, um, you know, he's singing like sort of the uh, the in half Spanish. The second one is oh well, there's Vino, De Niro, and Amor. Yeah, Amor. yeah, that one. I think I like that one. Okay, it's fun. It's a fun one. But I mean, I like this whole soundtrack. I've just, I'm really into this good. type of music. I do think that they, like there's there's no real stinkers of songs. I think they're all pretty good. Like, I think Margarita's pretty good. I think El Toro is pretty good. No Room to Rumba is kind of silly and dumb. I, I think my yeah, favorite is Bossa Nova Baby, maybe just because I know it better. But mm-hmm. like the Guadalajara at the end, like I think is good. But the yeah. question is, are any of these songs better than Can't Help Falling in Love? Hmm. I mean... And again, this is not, do we like these songs no, better? is it a but better it, song? I just, no, that's like almost the perfect song. Right. Like, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be like Viva Las Vegas something, you know, it's, it's going to be a big one that's going to have to take that out. We're going to find out. We got Kiss and Cousins. We'll get to that. We'll get that in a second. Okay, so on a scale of one to 10, 10 is perfectly natural. One is as forced as can possibly be. How forced is the music in Kiss and, in Fun in Acapulco? Recently, we had It Happened World's Fair, 875. Girls, Girls, Girls got a six and a half. Kid Galahad got a three. So he's a singer, so things are natural. Yeah. But it also is like, you made him a singer because you want to have songs. I would say... It was pretty uh, good. It's good because, like, here's how I have to start, like, rating and, like, checking discrepancies. It's like, how many, how many, now, how many times does, like, the music come out of nowhere, right? And right. in this, it was... Pretty much that one time on the bike, and then you could get away with saying he was singing along to the radio when they were talking about the car and having sex in a car. I feel like those are the only instances in a movie filled with music that, like, was like, that's not possible. And also, like, they sparingly use music down the stretch, right? Like, it's just like, we're going to actually yeah. tell a story here. I appreciate that, too. Um, and because then I'm like, something's going on here. The movie's changed. No music anymore. Like we're we're we're, we're it cares about a story. <laughs> yeah, like we're actually kind of like finishing the plot. Okay, yeah. all right. So eight, eight and a half, eight, eight, eight and a quarter. It's definitely well. It's got to be higher than World's Fair, right? Well, World's Fair is eight seven five. 
So it's got to be at least that because he wasn't even a singer in World's Fair. That wasn't even his profession. Let's think back to what World's Fair was. He was a pilot. Oh, boy, I forgot about that. <laughs> he was singing while piloting the open-top plane. No, but he had a guitar, remember? He carried the guitar Oh, around. yeah, so he was playing guitar and singing in an airplane. The song Relax, which is my favorite song, which is like, hey, baby, your parents aren't home. Let's relax and do yeah, it. Yeah, the Batgirl. Pretty normal. Um, Take Me to the Fairy, just singing, like, you know, singing with Sue Lynn in the back of the truck. I mean, this is close to, like, King Creole level of, like, should be. We gave King Creole a nine. So we'll give it a nine. That's fine. Yeah, I think it, I think it, it should be up there. Wild in the Country gave a 9.8. We were foolish back then. That was, we were young. I also, we don't have a metric for the scale. Like, I don't know what any of this means. Okay. Well, maybe we can go to like 20 at some point. So our next movie is Kissing Cousins. Huh. I got bad news. It is by far the lowest rated movie Ooh. we will be watching Wow. so far. That's saying a lot. The previous low, though, was Boats, Boats, Boats. Oh, well, okay. I forget. People don't know what they're talking about. Sometimes. So that was a 5.5 five on IMDb. I this is say, a 5.2. 5.2 five, five is pretty rough. It's a bad title. Kissing Cousins. Letterboxd. This is even more of a discrepancy. The previous low was 2.7. 2.7 on Girls, 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 Boats, Boats, Boats. This is a 2.3. Like, you see a 2.3 on Letterboxd, you're like, ooh, steer away mm-hmm. from that movie. But, like, Boats, 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 like objectively is not like a terrible movie, you know, like it's competent enough to like, you could watch it from the beginning to the end and be like, I get it. Like, no, they're not missing any insert shots or anything like that. Like now I'm really scared that like, this is just incompetent filmmaking. It also has the walls have ears. You're right. Let us never forget the walls have ears. Okay. (laughs) So kiss and cousins. What do you think? Hmm. This is dangerous. What do you think? Kissing Cousins is about. Oh, boy. I mean, there's an obvious way to go with this, right? That I'm going to try and avoid. It's like, I because he's already fallen in love with his cousin before. Literally all I can think about is from Arrested Development, like Cousins Dangereux, <laughs> oh, where no. George Michael is in love with maybe they go to the French film and just like, <laughs> oh, no, he's in love with his cousin and it's dangerous. It's forbidden. I That's all I can think about. All right. So look, again, I don't know anything about the title. I didn't look at the box. Yeah. But I know Elvis is going to do like the thing where he plays two people a few times. And I wonder if this is one of the times where Elvis is going to play cousins. Okay. Okay. Elvis like plays cousins. Two. Or two or more than two. No, he, he, there's like a blonde Elvis and a and a dark haired Elvis. Because I know that's com- I think that's coming at some point, and I think this might be it. I think we might have known that this is it, but okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay, I don't remember. Well, I I couldn't tell you. So but that's fine. even if it, even if he doesn't play both people, I think Elvis and someone, another guy, they're cousins, and they're like always sort of like you know trying to get the girls and they have like this con and this is going to sound bad too this like sort of a she's all that thing and like i'm not saying this is right but like it's better than him making out with his own cousin uh they're gonna have like a thing where like they each say like i bet you can't get that girl to go out with you and he's like well i bet you can't get that girl to go out with you and they end up doing it but then they want to switch girls at some point okay that's my premise i don't know what his profession's gonna be Maybe he's take a step in the dark. Yeah, what's his job? Uh, he drives a train, train conductor. Okay, train conductor. So this movie, you thought Acapulco. You thought he, it's King Creole in Acapulco. He's a manager at a resort. The talent gets sick or rerouted. They have to find gigs, so he has to become the entertainment at his own resort. So like he, I mean, mm. 
Elvis being tapped to sing is basically yeah. a safe answer, but he's not the owner, but it's, you're still there. He's in debt. So the sharks are swimming around and he's struggling to keep the resort afloat. He falls in love with the tourist and they end up running it together. Oh, great movie. That's not what we've got here. Okay. I had, he's a surfer, a local beach bum. Nope. Falls in love with the tourist from a rich family. Nope. <laughs> he has to convince her dad that he's good enough for her. So like, that's almost the movie that they're setting up. And then he goes, you're fired. He's like, well, there goes my movie. <laughs> All right. So you think Elvis plays cousins, a blonde and a dark haired Elvis who are always trying to get girls. They have a contest about trying to date girls. They end up doing it. They want to switch girls at some point. He's a train conductor. That sounds so bad. Uh, by the way, I would never write or watch like that movie. But... You would watch it if that's what it is. Well, I mean, if this is what it ends up being, fine. I also think, I think this is the one, I know that he plays two characters in one movie. There's a movie called Double Trouble. I think he does it more than once, though. Oh, boy. Why is that a thing? Why is that a thing? <laughs> I won't do the twin thing. I will try to do. No, because I don't think they make him a whole movie about him being in well, love with his cousin, right? Okay. And again, I mean, he might not play both cousins, but. No, but I okay. think that's probably pretty good. Okay. Are the girls they're trying to date also cousins? Ooh, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't a thought, but that would up the stakes. Hmm. Uh, mm, where do you think it takes place? Oh, that's a good question. Kissing cousins. You know, we haven't had a movie in yet, like New England. Like, what if it's like somewhere around there? Like, I'm going to say maybe like Connecticut. Okay. I'm Boston. I'm going to say Boston. Okay. See if he does a Boston accent. I, oh boy, that would be terrible. I would, <laughs> I would really like to see it though. <laughs> they really should not take him out of the South, right? Like, right, right. I'm saying kissing cousins. Ugh. I, I can't even think of a thing that's not the obvious, which I don't want it to be. I'm going to, I'm just going to pass. See, I want it to pass, but like, and I still came up with something creepy. Do you want to know what it's about or do you want to be surprised? We don't normally. Maybe, maybe this is a special occasion. I got to know now. Now I got, if you're passing, we got to know. He plays a blonde named Jody. And a brunette named Josh. Get the, this is the one where he plays twins. An army officer returns to the Smoky Mountains. Well, there's a duh. And tries to convince his kinfolk to allow the army to build a missile site on their land. What? Wait. What? Once he gets there, he discovers he has a lookalike cousin. What? So that's what the IMDb trivia is. So it's Patty Duke show. The Wait, I can't believe thing. I got the one where it's he because that. That's shocking. I knew he did that. I didn't know it was kissing cousins, though. Those are, why is it called kissing cousins? They don't make out, do they? The guy who directed this will also direct Harem Scarum. So, like, he's, we hope this, I mean, this movie apparently stinks, but, um, yeah, that's next. What's Harem no, That's another Elvis movie. I don't, let's I don't not look go, it up, in, let's but, not go further into right. the future. But, okay, so that's what it is. So, like, there's, there's two Elvises, which is amazing. How do people not like this movie? Oh, my God. That feels wonderful. Well, like, what more can you ask for? Three Elvis? Well, there's, like, the Vanessa Hudgens princess switch on Netflix, and there was two princesses in the first one. Then the second one, they did three princesses. Oh. They made a third movie, but they didn't do four princesses. People were like, why didn't you do four princesses? And they're all played by Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, my God. Why didn't you do four? Right? Okay. Well. Okay. Well, I just want you all to know that, like, that, like, I knew Elvis was going to play twins. I didn't know it was this movie, so I was just like, I hope it's this movie. I think someone might have said it in the email, but, like, I, I also don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know. It wasn't. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not trying to like 
yeah, steal no. your thunder. No, but... no, no. I'm not saying like I need a reward or anything. It's just no. like weird that like that's the one that he's going to be playing. Yeah. So like, Elvis. remember he has like brown hair, so he dyes his hair black. But I guess he's also going to dye his hair blonde. This is dude. He should just wear wigs. Like you got to shoot all the stuff with your black hair, then all the stuff with your blonde hair. Yeah. So. The reason we're doing this today is because the new Cage movie is out the old way, which we're going to watch next and record an episode of next. So go check that out if you want to hear us talk about the Nicolas Cage movie. Yes. I would imagine the next time we get together for these will probably be A Man Called Otto. Oh, my god, Which is in theaters now, but I'm not going to pay to see in theaters because... It looks so rough. But apparently it's pretty good. Like, it's making... But I still... It doesn't look like the kind of movie I'm into these days. So it should be interesting. Maybe it'll, you know, surprise me. But that'll be the next one. So we'll do Kiss and Cousins soon-ish, whenever that's available at home, probably. Um, any Riley Keough news? I know that she posted a thing about her mom. I know that she's probably laying low because mm-hmm. of that. I know that her TV show, Daisy Jones and the Six, first episode, I don't know if it was dated with last time we did this, but first episode airs March 3rd. So happy fourth or fifth birthday, the third time's a charm. Oh, wow. Check that out. Yeah, definitely um, keeping it going for this year. Too many part three. This is the year of of part threes joey there's like so many magic mics yep. there's yep. guardians of the galaxy there's creed yep. there's more uh there's a new scream so i'll finally get around to doing scream three there's a new indiana jones so i'll finally do that like mm-hmm. this is all the plan for the year might be going out with a bang so that'll be on amazon prime okay there is also her movie that hopefully that she co-directed called War Pony, which was in festivals oh. last year, which will hopefully come out this year sometime. I don't think I like I looked. I'm like, is there? And there's no news. So, but sh- thank you. I was gonna say shout out to the, thank you, Riley Keough. There's nothing. Just, just thank you for being a good actor. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but go, go to cageclub.me/slash/shows to find our thirty-something shows in the network. New episodes almost every day. Pop culture, movies, TV, comic books, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. Anything specific you want to plug? Um, yeah, Monsters That Made Us, the last Friday of every month where Dan Colon and I are going through the history of the universe. So is this your last episode coming out before you take a break? No, we got a few. We still got, we've got like, oh. we, we've got three Creature from the Black Lagoon movies and I think one or two more Abbott and Costello movies to go. So we've got a couple to go. So what's the episode that comes out this Friday? Because this will be out yes. in the next day or two. Abbott and Costello meet. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's a fun episode. Did you watch Mary Shelley for Brian's podcast? No, I just oh, ended just up watched watching it. it one night. Yeah, it, it was on, and I was like, oh, all right, we'll check this out. L Fanning, right? Uh, is it L or Dakota? I think yeah, it's L. L. Yeah. Was it, it was, good? It was all right. It okay. was good. It, it. I feel like it's it's geared more toward like a younger sure. maybe, yeah. but still interesting if you're curious about uh the, the you know her and. Uh, Shelly and Lord Byron and all those guys. Cool. Yeah. Well, go to cageclub.me, just poke around, email in mailbag or king at cageclub.me. Brace us maybe for kissing cousins. Oh boy. We, I mean, we won't read the email until after we you know, we watch, watch the it, movie, but. but this, I feel like is, this is not the one that I've been avoiding, but this is the one I've been like, mm. I don't like the title. No, it bad scares title. me away. Bad title. And like, I don't know how they got that approved. <laughs> I don't know. But Mike, I got one thing to say to you. All right. Elvis has left the building. I said, take it easy, baby. I worked all day and my feet feel just like lead. You got my shirt tail flying all over the place and the sweat popping out of my head. She said, hey, Bossa Nova, baby, keep on working for this ain't no time to quit. She said, go, Bossa Nova, baby, keep on dancing. I'm about to have myself a flip. 